What's Up Whittier. Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hi guys, this is Rose Driesline, owner of Americana Tax Planning. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. We're, we have our uh, in-depth social media here with our live panel. Thank you panelists for being here with us. Um, so um, I put this event together because of my clients. So I have a lot of younger business owner clients and the energy they bring into my office is always through the roof. Um, and something we always talk about is our social media. Um, so I wanted to put this together so that we can all learn about social media and how to improve our business, bring in new business, and these six panelists here are the experts in Whittier. Each and every one of them has helped me with my um, social media. So they're here tonight to share with you guys. Um, hopefully we can all learn something and um, um, meet new people and make new friends and um, we can all grow together. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Americana Tax Planning. Um, and then Facebook is Americana Tax Planning. And Snapchat is Americana underscore um, tax. So look for me, find me. Um, we always try to keep it fun. It's not a boring tax page. It's it's a fun tax page. <laughs> Whittier Young Entrepreneurs, you can find them on Instagram at Whittier underscore young underscore entrepreneurs. And we're also on Facebook at Whittier Young Entrepreneurs. Hi guys, thank you for being here, like they said. And thank you guys for helping put this together. Yeah. And a big thank you to all the panelists. Yes. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to be here. It means a lot. Um, so my, my name is Rose Driesline. I'm the owner of Americana Tax Planning. And we just recently founded the Whittier Young Entrepreneurs. And it stems from my office. So I work with uh, predominantly younger business owners, younger entrepreneurs. And the energy that they bring into my office every day is amazing. So it started off um, as a client appreciation event, which kind of morphed into um, uh, Young Entrepreneurs of Whittier because I've, I've made so many friends here who own businesses and who are community leaders. So I had to bring everyone together so we can be a resource to each other and learn from each other and grow together. Mm -hmm. um, and something that's important to me is giving back to our immediate community. So there's no better place to start than here at the museum. Um, so thank you all for being here tonight. Um, something that we talk about a lot in my office is social media. Eight out of the last 10 new clients I've received have been through Instagram, which is kind of funny because I'm a tax business and everybody <laughs> um, so it but it's been it's if it's working for me it can work for any business so each person on this panel has helped me in one way or another with my social media so when I reached out to them and asked them they were all very willing to share their expertise and knowledge if you guys aren't following them all their handles are on their um, their signage right here in front follow them because they're just on fire right now they're great um, so thank you guys again uh, thank you guys for being here and participating. It's important. Um, thank you for all the donations. Those are going directly to the museum. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank And then this team right here, we worked the past couple months together to bring this together. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you the chamber, the museum. Thank you. And a big thank you to all of our sponsors. So we have um, Rick from Spin Lounge. Where's Rick? Thank you, Rick. We have Eileen Rodriguez from Couture Salon and Spa. <laughs> Stephanie Chu, State Farm. <laughs> the Nut Connection. <laughs> we have Aunties and Lyft. <laughs> and then Americana Tax Planning. <laughs> and, and 
tonight special. We have a brand new podcast in Whittier, What's Up Whittier. So they are recording live right now. Um, so we have Remo and Jesse, who are um, the hosts of What's Up Whittier. The, the producer, Christine, is out of town right now. but So we're all going to be in our <coughs> bestest behavior because this is going <laughs> to be a future podcast um, recording. Um, so if you haven't checked them out, check them out on iTunes and what else? Wherever Android is. Whatever Android is. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it's a really cool podcast. I was actually the first uh, recording, right? Yes. So it's yeah. fun. Check it out. It's fun. Um, so thank you, team. And I think we'll get started with our questions now. Yay. Yes. Okay, so we're going to start. We'll start at this end. If we can have each panelist introduce themselves their business, what platforms they're active on, and how long they have been active on said platform. We'll start here with Manny. What's up, guys? My name is Manny Therapy, and I'm the owner of uh, <clears throat> the Massage Standard Clinic here in Whittier. So part of what I do is share a lot of information on the human body, the things that we do day to day that impact our movements, our pain patterns, and I share a lot of it almost daily, at least five times a week, sometimes with video, and sometimes with pictures so people can understand what we do at the clinic. So I've been there now for about five months, but I've been in the business for three years. Hello, uh, I'm Alex Portugal. I'm the owner of Alexander Robert Trading Company. Um, it's gonna be a men's retail store in Uptown Whittier, right next to Azabu's. Um, I use Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and YouTube, all for less than a year now. Um, more or less, I was shopping with Steph in Uptown, and there was nowhere for me to shop. So I'm going to open up a men's store for all the men in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So my name is Stephanie Portugal, and I run the account called Hungry in Whittier. Um, what I do is I just like to blog about our food restaurants here in Whittier. I think this city is fantastic. I feel like you don't need to go far, um, and I'm all about small business, so I really, really want to hope and keep those places alive for as many years to come as possible. I use um, Instagram prominently, and then I use... Um, I try to use Facebook because I feel like the demographic that I'm that I reach is on Facebook as well, um, but I'm just not good at it. So I'm mostly I'm mostly Instagram. I'll tell you mostly about Instagram, and I'm coming up on my two years in August. Hi guys, um, I'm probably the most nervous person in the room right now, so I want to apologize first. Um, I'm Jennifer Ortiz, and I'm the owner of Big D's Burgers in Whittier, off of Beverly and Norwalk. Um, thank you. I, um, my forums that I use right now are Instagram and Yelp. Yelp has really helped me as a small business. Um, and I think that's it. Until we get to the questions, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Remo. I am a real estate agent. Um, the platforms we use is uh, our Facebook and Yelp and Instagram, but I think our biggest traction is more with, uh, with Facebook. Um, what else? What kind of business are you in real estate? And uh, Manny over there does a really good job with the movement, so sh shout out to Manny over there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Claudia Prado. I own Shop the Runway. Um, this May will be 12 years since I became an entrepreneur. Um, I started in the Valley, kind of worked my way this way because this is where I grew up, and well, I grew up in Montebello. Uh, but Definitely, social media has a big, big um, 
impacted my business. Business, it's helped me a lot. I started in the MySpace days. Uh, right now, I'm using um, Instagram, definitely Instagram a lot, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and a little bit of Twitter. And it's going to be three years since I've been here in Uptown, so I'm very excited. Yeah. All right, great. Thank you, panelists. And um, so if you guys want to take pictures of their signage here, so you can follow them now or at a later date, but definitely check them out. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we're going to start with some rapid-fire questions, which are going to be yes, no, um, short answers. Okay, so we'll start um, again with Manny. What is more important, having a large following or having an engaged community of followers? Yeah, I think it's much more important to have engagement because you could have 100,000 followers and you can't make money with them because you don't post, so you don't talk to people. So, or have, or have 15,000, engage with everybody. So part of what I do is I only have 15,000 followers, but everybody that comments, I answer to all of them, no matter if I'm going to service them or not. I may not be able to help them, but at least I can guide them in the right direction. So people need to know that they're going to be heard. That's what I think is the best. Engaged community. Um, doesn't matter how many followers you have. I think one thing I hear from a lot of people is, how do I get more followers? How do I get more followers? That's great. You could have like a crazy high number, 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, but it, it kind of comes down to how many people care and how many people are going to invest in your product. Because right, you could have a bunch of people comment, this looks cool, but they're never going to spend any money. That's not making you money. So it's a matter of how many people care and you want them engaged. Yeah, I kind of like, I'm obviously I'm going to follow with all those answers, um, especially what Manny said, because um, for me, like when people comment and they're asking me a question, even if they ask me what's the address and it's in the description, I put it, what is the address to this restaurant? Where is this place? And the geotags on top and the address and I write it in the caption, I still go out of my way to write back and tell them this is where it's at. You'll enjoy it. I go out of my way to make a connection with those people and I feel like that really goes a long way. So engaging in the engaged community, it makes a huge difference. It goes a long way. Have to also agree with everyone or this side of the panel. Um, I think that the number of followers that you have really doesn't matter because nowadays um, you really can buy anything, and a lot of people now are buying um, followers on Instagram. So I think it's really important to just engage with your following, um, and I try as well. So I would have to agree so far with everyone that um, it's not the number, it's just uh, the people that are liking your photos and responding and giving you feedback. I think it probably it's across the board. Engagement is obviously the most important thing because that's, that's where the money is. I mean, we're all in business, and the important thing I think we're all going to probably talk about is how do you convert whatever following you have into, into money, into some sales, some business. So um, engage audience is obviously the, the more important one. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Um, I Because I sell online, I've been in, in online for 12 years, and but I also have the store. Uh, for the store, I do want the more, like, I want to have the community, like, I want to get more of a local following, but also online, when I work with um, influencers, I also want to get those um, followers because we ship worldwide. So, um, definitely engage, though. I recommend that if you have uh, people commenting, liking, and doing all that, you always want to respond back. Give back some love on their IG. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, so our next rapid fire question is going to be everyone except for Manny, because Manny will be asked this later. Um, so we'll start with Alex. Um, how much time is allotted per day for your social media? 
as much as needed. Um, so you're, I don't, in a, you're in a different, um, so you're a startup right now, so you're right. like... Um, so for me right now, it's all about pushing all of my social media because right now I'm not making any money. I'm just spending a lot of money. Um, I have a t-shirt for sale, but that, that alone is not even like cutting it for me right now. But, um, for social media, I don't set time like, okay, today I want to make sure I do, you know, X amount of hours of social media. It's just, if I have the content and the value to show to somebody or create a call to action to get people involved, I'm going to post it. So... I mean, I've stayed up super late just planning out my week and stuff. I have all my posts and everything planned um, for the next month or so. Um, for me, because of the food blog, I like tend to um, dedicate like, I don't know, like collectively, like if you really want to get technical, like in the 24 hours, maybe like four to five hours. I mean, I work on other things too, and I have my website and I work on my blog, but for actual social media, it's easy because I have breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe like a snack or something. So I like to keep up with that. So like when people wake up in the mornings and stuff, I like to post breakfast foods. And then for lunch, I like to post something good for lunch that somebody would want to go see. So for me, it's just those specific times of the day, um, early in the morning, late afternoon, and then like around eight o'clock at night, something like that, like after people get home from work. So maybe, I don't know, three, three hours collectively, yeah. Typically for me, um, because I'm a restaurant, I don't want to burn out my followers with a lot of um, random, thank you, with a lot of just random unnecessary posts. Um, so I'll post my business hours um, from the time that I open probably until the time that I close. Um, and I am on Instagram and Yelp all day um, because customers or new customers um, will send questions or comments and I'd like to kind of just have a relationship with them as much as I can. Um, so I try to keep it as personal. Um, so I would say all day for myself. Um, I'm on social media all the time even if I'm not posting. I want to see what other restaurants are posting, um, other food blogs are posting. Um, so it's all day but I typically only post about three posts a day because I don't want to burn people out and always have them, you know, it, it just, I want it to be something special when they see Big D's. Um, and I do a lot of repost. Typically, I'll just repost uh, pictures that my customers have taken. So um, lately, I've just been doing videos and filters on my own because I'm just new to it, learning. Um, so from open to close and about three times <coughs> a day. Our business maybe is a little bit slower, so um, when I say that, it's just the amount of posting that, that happens. I would say on a day um, or more of a week, we post maybe three to five times. Uh, my goal is to create the content, and we have someone in our in our team that actually engages, which is a really important thing. So my portion of it is probably 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day, and then we have someone that's full-time that's responding to people and talking to people. So, yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram all day. <laughs> I, um, I, I want to post at least three, three times a day, but my goal is um, six and uh, just switch it up. And what I say by being on it all day is I'm typically responding to people's comments, uh, questions when I post something, or um, I get a lot of DMs. It goes down on the end. <laughs> so people are asking me back and forth. Yes. So I'm on it all. I'm pretty much on it like all day. So I'm checking constantly. Okay. 
Okay, awesome. Okay, so um, we'll do one more rapid fire and then we'll get into some individual questions. So we'll start, this time we'll start with Claudia. So if you spend any money on social media ads, how much do you spend? Um, I've done Facebook ads and I'll do like maybe $20, uh, $20 a week, but I don't do it all the time. Okay. Maybe like here and there. We spend a lot on ads, um, so our prop, our, our our stuff is not as sexy, right? Because food you can look at and stare at. Um, <laughs> for us, I mean, when you look at a house, I mean, unless you're looking at that moment to buy or sell, it's kind of boring. So we spend, I would say, two thousand dollars a month on Facebook ad, yeah. and about maybe fifteen hundred dollars on Yelp ads. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not good. As far as Instagram goes, I, I don't spend anything on ads. I have reached out to people, and I'll get to that um, in a little bit. Um, but I don't spend anything on Instagram because I feel that it's a free forum, and I know that everyone's out there to make money. But um, you know, I I kind of just promote for myself right now. As far as Yelp goes, I do um, I do pay Yelp three hundred and fifty dollars a month. And um, that's just for the ads that they run on the top of the page for me. And it, it works. If you don't have Yelp, I would definitely suggest uh, looking into that. And would you say for every business, Yelp is good? Well, I have a couple friends that have different businesses besides restaurants, and they're, it fluctuates, you know, with the type of business that you're in and what you'll be paying. Um, but I stand beside Yelp 100%. It's helped me tremendously, um, even before Instagram. I think Instagram's kind of like a new, well, not so new, but you know, first it was MySpace, then it was Facebook, and now it's it's Instagram. Um, but Yelp is definitely something everyone should look into if you have a small business. Perfect, thank you. I don't, I don't pay for ads. I think it's because, I mean, that would be me extra promoting and paying for other businesses because I'm posting other businesses on my page. Um, so that would be like an extra you know, fee on my end, I guess, you know, and I'm trying to help other restaurants. So I don't pay for, um, uh, what is the, what is it called? Um, no, ads or, yeah, ads or promotion or whatever it is, the paid promotion. I don't do that. Um, but I guess, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I would be open to, like, if a restaurant wanted to pay to promote on my page for theirs because I have such a large following for restaurants. Like, that would be kind of interesting, like, if a restaurant wanted to pay for the ad to run on my page for their post. Um, so that would be kind of cool, but I don't do it, so. Um, when I open, I plan to invest a lot into Facebook ads. In my opinion, as of right now, they're super underpriced and it's so easy to use. You could, I don't know if anybody's ever done it, but you could literally set the ad to target a specific city, age group, uh, gender, all that, their favorite color probably, I don't know. Um, for me right now, even though it's not Facebook, I, I feel like I am investing into ads. Um, for those that know, I have a YouTube series that is showing everything that I'm doing with the store. Um, my videographer is not free. So I have to pay him each time he comes out, each time he edits, and you know that that's all I have to rely on right now to pull in the community and stuff. So that's that's kind of like my advertisement right now, even though it's not you know a commercial or something saying that. So I'm just trying to get people involved and engaged. So I don't pay for any any ads at all. Um, my my content is pretty rich with information, so I get a lot of 
lot of engagement on my on my posts. So um, I, I don't really do anything that. Well, you know what? I would say like it is paid because it's my time. I spend about four or five hours a day on creating content, and it's like I have to simplify things very very simple for people to understand kinesiology, anatomy, injury. So yeah, it's my time that I pay for, but I don't pay for any Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Okay, perfect. And before I forget, we're supposed to introduce the camera crews. So where are the camera crews? Because oh. this is part of social media. Behind where the are they? Okay. Hi. What are they? Do you guys want? <laughs> do you guys want to introduce your crew? Introduce your crew. Um, that's my friend Fallon. She also helps me with pretty much everything I need help with. She's <laughs> awesome. She's like my road dog. Um, so I just handed her my camera today just to help help me with just some footage because I'm gonna make like a little YouTube video out of this as well, just to you know just show people like what's going on here in Whittier, especially to get people aware that there are cool things like this happening. Uh, so that'll be something she's helping. She's well, they're all everyone's with us, but oh, they they are. But yeah, she's with me. Right over there is my best friend, Diego Figueroa. Hi, Diego. Uh, he's done all my YouTube stuff, and um, I'll text him, like, I need a film, and he's there and stuff. But uh, great dude. I really appreciate everything you do, by the way. This was last minute he came out here to film this, so everybody just wave. This will be in the YouTube. There you go. That's my homie Dom right there. So talk talking about Instagram, Dom and I met through Instagram. He, he saw a post of mine that kind of related to what he, he was going through. He hit me up and then came in for a treatment, and that, here we are. You know, we developed a relationship. But that, that's part of what I'm talking about, user engagement. It's like Dom hit me up, and I replied to him, even though, like, we didn't get to each other, what, a couple weeks later maybe? Yeah. So it's like you always got to reply. You always got to let people know that you care about their question, even though you can't help them. So that's my boy Dom right there. <laughs> And then my camera lady is right here in the front, Savannah hey. Castro. <laughs> She's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so now um, we're going to start with Alex and Stephanie. Um, you guys are the techies when it comes to Instagram. So we have three questions. Please explain to us best practices for utilizing um, Instagram analytics and algorithms best way to organically gain new followers, and hashtags, how important are they? You go. All right, just to show of hands, uh, I mean, I'm assuming everyone here is business owners. Raise your hand if your business has an Instagram. Raise your hand if your business had an Instagram five years ago. Super interesting. Okay, so as you guys can see, Instagram, I mean, Instagram's been around for Long ass time. Sorry, uh, long time. Yeah, a long time. So, um, first of all, I think it's great that you know you can't fight change, and right now social media is on the top. Um, so I think it's great that everybody has an Instagram. So, as far as the algorithms and analytics, the best way I can describe it is the most popular post is going to be at the top when you go on your Instagram every single time. Um, the reason that is doing my research, and this is all on Google, by the way, the reason that is doing my research is that Instagram felt that it wasn't fair for somebody new to just come into the game and that just because they posted within 30 seconds that you're going to see that. So now the more likes you have, the more comments, now you can like comments, which I think is totally stupid, by the way. I like that. I don't. It's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like a nice way to like say thank you for a compliment without saying th I don't know. Right, so it all integrates with your likes, your comments, how many, uh, how many likes you have on the comments, 
um, your Instagram story. So that's a new thing at the top. But if you get more views on your Instagram story, that's going to pop to the top and it'll also shoot your post up to the top. So more or less, that's how it works. So that's like good for like the engagement aspect that we were all talking about. So say you have, you know, um, like say you only have like maybe a thousand followers and you posted something yesterday that was super important, but like half of your followers weren't able to see it. So the more comments and the more engagement, so if somebody even comments on your post, say thank you, because the more things that are happening on that photo, the people are most likely to see it the very next day, even though it was posted 19 hours ago. It's gonna show up at the first thing on their feed when they open their Instagram the next day if there's engagement happening on your photos. Um, so that's super important. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. So that's algorithm. Oh, God, I can't. I just, it's so weird. I don't, I don't understand why they did it. He says he likes it. I don't like it, but. I love it because for it's me, not fair for new, like, I agree it's not yeah, fair, like, but that me, I mean, sucks, but now you have to work that much harder. Exactly. It, I mean, it just, it is what it is. And if you're willing to work harder, you're going to win. So if, you know, if you're just, you're just there like, oh, I'm just going to post this real quick and stuff. But if you really put the time behind it, do like a nice produced video or just create something that can get your followers engaged, your post is going to shoot to the top. You're going to get more likes. People are going to follow, tag their friends, get more business for you, and you make more money and you win in the end. And the best way for organic, so how I gain followers, and then I kind of like told him in a way how to do it. The, the way that I kind of started in the beginning was I went to the places. So there's an area in the search engine where you can go to like look up a person's name, um, look up hashtags, and then look at places. So I just looked up Whittier, California. And anyone in Whittier that was like posting food stuff, I would go like their posts and then follow them. So they knew that I was there. Like now there's like a app for that that's called Likestagram and you can use it and you can key in hashtags that you want to go like automatically for you. But I just did it organically because I didn't know that that was a thing before. I don't use that by the way now. I still go personally like everything. But I went and followed everyone that was doing food stuff. I followed everybody that was at restaurants that were posting food because other foodies like to follow foodies. So if you're posting food, that means you're going to like my blog nine out of 10. You know what I mean? So that's what I did to organically gain followers in Whittier in our area that I knew that was going to like what was going on because they were doing it as well. So just out of curiosity, raise your hand if you have no idea how to search where like a geolocation. Just don't be shy. Right. So one person. So you got to just play around with it. There has to be more people, I know, but some, okay, yeah. So there's ways where you can just play around with your Instagram. Um, if you go on it, there's a little magnifying glass. Click the magnifying glass and up at the top hit search. And then there will be um, top, which are people that you look up most of the time, people, tags, and places. When you click places, you can search anywhere. The last thing I was Whittier, La Monarca, El Tacor, The Commoner. That's the things that I look up because this was going on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you type in the business and you could see every photo that was taken at that business. At that business yeah. So, little free tip there. Yeah. Go for that. Um, as far as the importance of hashtags, I think they're great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you should be posting hashtags with every post. I always say to kind of have three to four creative ones, maybe like your business name or maybe like a slogan. And then your last like three or four should be something a little bit more broad. So people who are using these hashtags, like if you hashtag music, there's millions of it. But if you have something with music, throw it in there, throw in your business name, just, you know, stuff like that. You got it's trial and error every single time. You're, you're, you're not going to get it the first time. For sure. And I like to keep my hashtags in like my notes so I can copy and paste them every single time and just throw them in so I'm not like sitting there and wasting extra time on the post like hashtag Whittier, hashtag Hungry Whittier, hashtag whatever. So 
Um, I like to keep them in my notes and then I like to throw them in there just immediately after I make the post and it just makes my life so much easier. Like I just get on with it and then I can go do what I need to do. So yeah. Okay, awesome. By the way, how cute was their um, their video that they made for us? For our... yeah. How cute yeah. was that? <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we're going to move on to, this is for Remo and Manny. At what point, how many months or years into your social media marketing campaign did you realize it was working and worth putting in more time, resources, and effort? So we'll start with Remo. All right. Well, after MySpace went out of business or <laughs> no longer there, I was actually going to, uh, to, to, to grad school and I was going to open up Facebook but I said, no, I want to do it with some sort of business, you know, um, angle to it, because that, that's really what I was going for. So there was this book that was, I think, 2008, maybe. It's called The Facebook Era, and this book talked about how Facebook was going to take over the world in 2008. So I read that book, and, and it gave me a good framework on, um, on how to be able to use Facebook for, for marketing. So back then, when I, we used to do videos for, no, five, six years ago, and our videos sucked. Our videos got no likes. Um, I would have to force my brother, my cousin, to go on there and like our videos so someone else can see that you liked it. Um, but, but it's something, whatever it is that you do, um, you know, if, if there's any Gary Vee fans, and one of the things he talks about, yeah, so one of the things he talks about is kind of go all in on whatever it is you're really, really good at and everything else just kind of throw by the wayside. And so for us, it, it's always been Facebook that's been good for us. So all the other stuff, we, as much as we try to do it, it just, it doesn't come natural. Facebook for us came natural. So I would say when we started seeing business come from it, it was probably a two years into doing it. Um, so I mean, our, our, what we do is not as sexy, so it's very uh, hard to get the audience engaged, but um, for us it was a couple of years until we actually saw business, and now it's, now it's great for us. Interior design is sexy. Well, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> a, a plumbing problem isn't that sexy, though. <laughs> All right, so um, when I started posting about four years ago, I, I don't think I knew where it was going. I just knew that I was trying to share information about my craft, and I wanted to articulate it to everyone. And back then, I had 200 followers, and I was like, "Okay, man, how could I, how could I explain this to people?" I was like, "All right, first, you know, 100 posts, no love, no likes, cool. Then, you know, a year passes by, you keep going, you get better, and then you get a thousand likes. Like, okay, cool, it's working. Then two years later, 5,000 likes. And three years later, 30,000 likes. Okay, cool, it's going somewhere. And I think I just started going little by little, and I didn't know where it was going. I just like, I'm gonna go all in." see what happens. And when Instagram video came out, I was like, perfect. Now I can make videos about how to foam roll, how to stretch, and I could get even more people engaged. So the more shit Instagram comes out with, the more I could put up, and it's perfect for me. So I'm like, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but I just see it going this way. Yeah. Perfect. So you said two years, and you said? Oh, so like my first client I got a month after Instagram. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. Okay, this question is for Claudia. It's an Instagram question. Being in the fashion industry, aesthetics are obviously a main factor in your marketing efforts. What are three pieces of advice you would give someone who has a product-based business? Okay, so for me, um, it's important because now that, well, I've been, in, I've been doing this since I was 19, so back then I didn't have a lot of competition as I have now. Now there's like boutiques popping up everywhere. So there's a lot of competition. Um, 
when it comes to me and my Instagram, I want like pictures to look clean. Sometimes it'll take me forever just to post a picture because I want it to look clear and clean. And and um, so I think the main thing is um, for your Instagram is you have to have a clear picture of the product. Um, like if you go on my Instagram, I don't like borders. Like when you do black borders, I don't, I try to make everything look uh, crisp. And um, let me see, three. Having a clean Instagram. Um, let me see. You said three pieces of advice, right? What about your fashion shoots? We were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. So uh, on Snapchat, what I'm doing is every Friday I have a model that comes to the store and um, we kind of do like a behind the scenes. And so most of my customers already know that Fridays, it's, it's like fashion, like a little fashion show in the fitting room at the store. And so um, we do kind of like behind the scenes on Snapchat. And then um, also, I also have my Instagram, you know how you have it connected to, linked up with um, Facebook. So everything I post on Instagram directly goes on Facebook. But um, I think that's mainly it, just having clear pictures and um, also having a website or somewhere for them to go to. Uh, I've seen accounts where they'll post um, their products, but they don't have like a call to action. You want to have a call to action, whether it's a Facebook account or uh, your website, somewhere for them to go see or learn more about your business. Okay, thank you. Okay, this is for Jennifer. You've built an amazing following on Instagram. How important has engaging with your customers been in building your community of followers? And then uh, second question, what strategies did you use to engage them? Okay, um, it really happens overnight. It's, there's no, nothing magic that I can tell you. There's, there's no rules. Um, it literally happened overnight and I can't even tell you when it happened. I went from maybe like 200 followers to like 2,800. 2, to 28,000, and I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> it's really important to engage with your customers. I try to as much as I can, even the negative comments. Um, I don't like to so much have like a forum on my page, so I'll contact them directly. Um, you have to remember that, you know, they're human too. I put myself in the position of being the customer. Um, I'm also a foodie myself, and I'll get to that when I talk about Yelp. Um, and you, you just have to humble yourself sometimes. Um, I comment a lot. I, Instagram is awesome. Um, let's see. As far as um, building, like I said, it, it happens overnight. Um, I, I would give the advice of not to post too much because you'll lose followers that way. Um, What kind of strategies did you use to, or do you use to engage with your um, customers? Like um, when they tag you or reposting their? Reposting helps a lot um, because it gives the person the credit. Um, and that's really big also on Instagram is, is, you know, when you repost, you have to give uh, credit to who took originally the picture. Um, and they also like it too because they may have only 106 followers and you have, you know, whatever you have so 
although like a lot of times you may not think it's as important, but it is. Um, and as far as hashtags go, I think they're very important. Um, I try to mix them up. I use, you know, the, the Big D burgers all the time and legendary and um, everything's organic. And a lot of people don't know that. When they start reading the hashtags, I'll see in the comments that they'll say, wow, we didn't know your restaurant was organic. So it really helps. And I would try to mix up the hashtags as well because you know a lot of times the fitness world is really big and I'll tag like fitness or um, what is the other one beast mode and the hamburger <laughs> has nothing to do with that but it, it, it attracts new people and um, you gain a lot of followers that way I wouldn't go too crazy though because you want to kind of keep it you know relatable with the post but um, hashtags help me uh, let's see what else tagging your Business is really important because that brings it back to the picture that you posted. Um, and then it says here checking in on Yelp. I have a free check-in. So whenever you're at my restaurant, if you check in, you get a free churro. And it comes with like ice cream and whipped cream. And it's really nice and really pretty. And a lot of people will post a picture of that. Um, and it's not that expensive. But in this day and age, you've got to spend money to make money. And that's the best advice I could give to you guys. Um, as far as what I've done. Um, just, you know, sometimes free is nice and you gain followers that way too. So I hope I answered everything. Yeah, you did. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So this next one is going to Manny. Um, okay, Manny. Your IG posts are extremely informative and content rich. You obviously put much time and effort into your posts. How many hours a week do you commit to your social media, which would entail research, filming, and posting? And then best advice for another service-based business just starting their social media accounts, marketing efforts, and filming themselves. Okay, um, as far as entail um, film research, filming, so I, I spend a lot of time doing research. That's part of my how I get better every day. Um, I do research like in a lot of things that people are going through: hip pain, shoulder pain, head pain, neck pain, and it can be compl complicated because it's, it's the medical field. So I try to make it really simple so people can see because. A lot of the stuff you see, like in ads or magazines, is the same basic tool. People with a neck pain or a hip pain, and it looks it looks tacky. So I'm trying to I'm trying to change that perspective so people can be like everybody has hip and shoulder pain, not just older people. So I'm trying to share it like in a in a more unique perspective, uh, which is my perspective, and keeping it simple. Um, but I would say like hours a week, since I have a huge following in New York, Jersey, and Canada, I, I wake up around five and I do a couple hours on there for the East Coast and then throughout the whole day, and then I'll, if something comes up, I'll stop what I'm doing, and then I'll start doing research on something, make a video, post it, and then that one half an hour, hour, I'll focus on engaging on that post. So if I talk about shoulder and neck pain, I'll just be sure to be ready for that one hour for people. Um, and it's all day. It's like, Ashley knows the, I, I roll over, like boom, I'm gonna start replying to people right away. Because people, people, <laughs> people email me at five in the morning, it's like, oh, you, you know, that post makes sense, my shoulder hurts, it's been hurting for years. It's like, okay, this goes into like a 15, 20 minute email, but I gotta do it, because someone's in pain on the other end of that email. So you spend time on it, and then you may never see this person because they're from New York or Canada, but fuck it, you know, you still reply. So <laughs> that's, part of, that's part of how I feel, because more, more of my perspective and my journey is to share this field, is to share the passion. So yeah, obviously business is one thing for me, but I want people to understand that everybody could do this at home. It's like. The, the tools I post is a lacrosse ball and a foam roller. You're talking about a $30 investment that anybody could do at home. So I think the more people I reach, it's like, now I'm happy. So 
and posting, I, I try to do every day, but some days if I, don't, if I don't feel like I want to, I just don't. But I, I do it at least four or five days a week. I don't try to force it. I feel like if I'm talking about something and I, if I'm talking about the foot, I'll keep going to the knee and to the hip, and I'll keep moving forward on it. But I never force it. I spend I spend enough time trying to create a good post. Um, <clears throat> best advice for another service-based business. So, so okay. So part of part of my clinic, if you, if you guys follow my Instagram account, is that uh, it's 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 an open room concept, uh, meaning that there's no closed doors. Uh, women are in shorts or a sports bra, and men are in shorts. So there's no there's no sheets involved, so it's people get, get to see my process. So kind of what I tell people who do service is if they don't know what your business looks like, all you see is a tinted window and come in, people are not going to want to come in. And another thing is I don't sell on Instagram. I give away information. I let people come to me. Like, you want to come? Cool. You don't? Cool. But you're getting all this free information, something that people would charge $120 for, for a consultation. You're getting it all for free. So I would say, like, you should invite people into the process. So, like, people get to see my, my webpage and my two Instagram accounts that... When you walk in, there's a there's an intake form. People see that. People see what the therapy looks like. People see what the stretching looks like. So they get to see the entire process. That's what I would say. Whatever you do, whatever service it is, let them see the process. So they could they could come in. You could let them into your world. And fil and filming like um, Dom helps me with a lot of like uh, YouTube stuff, which I never end up posting sometimes because I. <laughs> but I I'm not really big on filming. Some people are, it depends on your industry. I think sometimes the picture has to be good. But I'm more about information. So I think like as long, I use my iPhone and boom, post it. I don't do 100 takes. I do five at the most. And it's like it could be better next time. That's cool. But I'll just post it. <laughs> you know, like I feel like it could always be better. But you just gotta post it and gotta post it and gotta post it and just let it move on. Cause like. To another thing about people will criticize you because like it's the medical field. People say, "Oh, this is wrong. You said this wrong. Cool. You just reply to them like, all right, cool. I'll fix that, and that's it. And just keep having fun with it." Yeah. <coughs> Thank you. And Manny really helped me with mine because I think we had filmed something and I wanted to retake, and he was like, "Just post it. It's never going to be perfect. Just post it." So ever since that, I've just just been posting it. And you're not going to get better. Like and he told me, he's like, "You're not going to get better unless you practice and you." You go ahead and do it. So. And, and that's a good point because my first video, everybody would make fun of me because I still talk fast, especially when I talk Spanish. People are like, yo, oh. <laughs> people are like, oh, I, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And it's like, and, and, I, and, and I just keep, I just keep working at it. Like it's something because I'm, I'm pumped up all the time. I'm hyper, so like I, I talk fast. So it's like I can't help that. So it's like, okay, cool. Ashley, like, slow down. Okay, I slow down. So I will slow down. But it's like you can't help who you naturally are. I'll just, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do it again. And if you don't understand, I'll tell you. You can see, like, my first video three years ago, I was like, oh, shit, that was pretty fast. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you know what? But at least I posted it. I didn't sit there and look at it like, oh, my God, it's too fast. No, no, just post it. Because then you can look back at it, you go through your feed, you're like, oh, man, I got better. And I'm going to get better, you know? So it's like, you, you get to document your own journey, and you get to critique yourself. So, yep. Thank you, Maddie. Because it's personally, like, helped me. Yeah. I've, I'll post things, and... People on this panel will text me like, oh, you need to edit this. You need to change this. You need to do that. <laughs> so I go back and edit it. But it's helped my post. It's cleaned up my post. And, you know, it's, it's extremely valuable to me. Yeah. So um, right now I posted something on Instagram. Like three or four people in here liked it. So everyone's on their social <laughs> media. <laughs> okay, so next question is for Remo. So if everyone can take out their cell phones for us. Everyone take out their cell phones, please. Oh, their iPhones. Your iPhone, your iPhone. Um, okay, Remo, can you please show us how to create a keyboard shortcut to save time when posting hashtags? 
So one thing that, I mean, when we talked about earlier about copying them on your notes, you can do what's called a keyboard shortcut. And we have, I, I mean, I personally have, and thank you for letting me borrow your phone. My <laughs> phone's in the audience. Um, if you go to, to settings, let me find it. Okay, settings, general, and then keyboard. And then it's called text replacement. So when we do all the hashtags, we'll put all the hashtags that we want to put, let's say if there's five, 10, however many, and then the all you got to do, and then you put the phrase that you're going to type and those hashtags or whatever it is that appear. So for us, when we do our hashtags, we'll put five pounds or five hashtags, and all of a sudden, it'll auto-populate that shortcut. So we do that for just about everything. If someone's I'm on the road and someone needs an address, there's something, you know, I push 1111 and all of a sudden the address to our office comes up. Or, you know, there's a lot of different ways that could save you time and the text replacement. So again, general, keyboard, and then text replacement, and you could just, um, you can save a lot of time that way. I didn't know yes. That. Yes. Yes. Thank you, thank you, like our page. No. Okay. Like my page. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you can literally just type hashtag and then they'll all pop up if yeah. you really wanted them yeah. to. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yes. Do it. Do it. Yes, Rose, your, your business is <laughs> I'm just kidding, Rose. Your, your business is as fun as mine. How about that? All right. Um, I think for us, again, being in real estate, the experience uh, of going through the process, because like, like Manny said, it, it, you know, if you go, and we had this conversation uh, a couple weeks ago, my thinking of going into a massage place is it's tinted windows and you don't know what's on the other side and it's just really weird if, if, if you're a dude and you don't go in places like that. So showing the experience of what it looks like, I, I think goes a long way. For us, it's sharing the success stories, um, you know, and really showing the social proof that it could be done. Um, so for us, that's been always a big thing. Uh, contests for us go a, a long way. Um, so we'll have, we have a Christmas tree decorating contest. We have a pumpkin carving contest. We have a best selfie for Valentine's Day. We have, we, we have well, what's the final score of the Super Bowl? Anything to just get people to engage. Because again, as the audience grows and, you know, as, as it grows and grows, they, I think we're at like eight, eight, 9,000 followers or like, or whatever they're called on Facebook. Um, and so those people are not looking to buy or sell, at least 8,000 of them. It's how do you keep them engaged so when your offering does come to market, you have an engaged audience. And for us, the contests go a long way. Um, what else? And, you know, giving value, I think, is really important. So Manny talked about the, the videos of, of showing, um, you know, how to kind of self-diagnose yourself. Um, you know, we do something similar. We do a lot of educational videos. We don't charge for them. And those, um, you know, people people like that, and they come back to you because if you have something good to say, then they'll, they'll come back. So share the experience, share the success stories, and give value. That's it. Okay, so on Snapchat, I kind of do like a behind the scenes of like new arrivals. Um, I'm also a mom, so I have 
uh, two kids. I have an infant right now. He just turned one. So I just, I, um, you know, I, I show them me trying to raise my kids and run a business at the same time. And I get a lot of response with that. So I'm like pimping my kids on Snapchat. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and customers respond. And, and yeah, just kind of like behind the scenes. You know, when we get new stuff, when I'm picking up my daughter from school, when I'm um, going to LA shopping for merchandise. Um, and I think, and then kind of showing yourself uh, that you're the owner, you know, that who you are. Because um, sometimes, when my business is, there's a lot of online boutiques, and there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of boutiques, but my goal is that, when customers buy from me, I want them to know that I'm an actual <clears throat> that I'm an actual person, and when they call, they talk to me, and and not like a one eight hundred number, you know, whatever. But um, I think it's it's great to kind of show that you're you're you know you're um, an entrepreneur and you're working your business, and hey, I'm on my way to show this house or or. I don't know, working out. So just kind of share a little bit about your life and also showing them um, your business behind the scenes. Um, I do think that every business could benefit from it because my, I feel like any social media that, that um, comes up or becomes popular, I think we should all jump on it as business owners because uh, my mistake with Instagram was that Back then, when Instagram started, it was only for iPhones, mm -hmm. and I only had an I had an Android phone, and I was like, no, I don't want an iPhone. And um, I know that if I would have jumped on on Instagram when it started, I could have been ha had a bigger following. I have a friend; she's at one million followers. She started Instagram, and she sells accessories. She started Instagram the day like when it barely started, so. Um, I feel like any social media, you should be on it as a business owner. As a business owner, and it's it's hard to kind of manage all the different accounts, but um, time management. Just maybe spend you know 15 minutes on this and 15 minutes on that. But um, I do recommend it for every business. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Does anybody in the audience have an iPhone charger? Can you borrow? <laughs> Oh, Unfortunately, they happen, and sometimes they're true, and sometimes they're not. Um, I just keep in mind that the customer's always right, um, even when it's not right. Um, and I just, I try to humble myself and put myself in their position and, and try to be genuine and understanding. Um, and a lot of times I have to eat a lot of things that I don't want to, but um, my business is important to me. And so I'll 
extend another invitation to try to make it right and to try to fix it. And nine times out of 10, they accept. Um, and again, it's, it's freebies, but that one customer and um, you know word of mouth, I definitely would prefer positive talk than negative talk. Um, and so that's what I do. I, I reach out to them. And um, you know everyone's human. And sometimes we make mistakes. And sometimes we have growing pains. Um, and I just try to make it right. So I'll share a story of one of our um, Yelp reviews. So we have um, filtered and non-filtered, we have 100 five-star reviews, right? And we got our first one-star review like three weeks ago. And we're very, I mean, um, anyone, we get a call and then someone says, oh, I found you on Yelp. They get incredible service, first of all. So um, th that's one thing. You got to be committed to, a ser to the service. One thing about Yelp and we talked about opening up an account. Once you open up a Yelp account, you're no longer the owner of the account, you just manage it, Yelp owns it. Mm -hmm. So if something happens negative, you could never get rid of it, you could never, even with us having a Yelp budget and paying, they won't remove um, any, uh, any bad reviews. So um, this person wrote a review and their name is Jane D, so Jane Doe. They live in Beverly Hills and we ripped off someone that, you know, and, and it's, well, we later found out it's it most likely a, a competitor. And I, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to hire a private investigator. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going like weirdo all the way because to us, the, the reputation is really important. And so after giving it some thought and, and you know, it's, it's yeah, how do you turn it into an opportunity? And I think that's what we, and, and just take, I don't want to say ownership because it's, it's fake, because um, I know it's fake. Um, but now we're turning it into our biggest marketing campaign. So this year, in about three weeks, we're launching a Everybody uh, Loves Remo Except Jane Doe. So <laughs> we're going to have shirts printed, and we're going to put together a video. Because yes. part of it was, um, um, thank you. Uh, part, uh, part of it was, you know, the stuff that you were saying, we don't know Whittier. Well, I, you know, I, I know Whittier really damn well. Uh, I live in Whittier. I you know, have businesses in Whittier. I mean, I'm Whittier out, and I sell you know, real estate in Whittier. Um, and, and so many things that were just so false that I just, you know, I could have just brushed it under the, the table. Um, if you go on our, our page, you can see their review, and then you can see our response. We're very good about just, you know, saying thanks for the review. Um, here's why I think this review is not as accurate as it should be. And then we listed the thing, and then they responded back, and I thought that was going to, like, hush it up. Um, but that, that's why we, on our website, we have a our page slash fake review. You can read about it, and you'll be able to watch a video of uh, me wearing the Everyone Loves Remo Except Jane Doe shirt. Yes. <laughs> He's not kidding about that because no. I got a phone call. He was like, "Do you know who Jane Doe is?" And I was like, "No, I don't." I did call you. You did, did call me. I called a lot of people. About it. Um, okay, thank you guys. Um, okay, this is for Stephanie. You have such a loyal following, and you have had such a strong hand in bringing restaurant tourism here to our city. When you started your hungry and Whittier, when you started on your hungry and Whittier journey. Did you ever imagine you would be at 28,000 followers and counting? What has been the hardest thing to overcome as Hungry and Whittier? And what is your advice to others who want to turn their interests or hobbies into a, a social media page? Okay, 
So um, when I started Hungry and Whittier in 2015, obviously nobody ever thinks that their business or whatever they're doing, even just a hobby, not even a business, um, to blow up like that. So it was um, it was really cool to see the response. And Whittier has a lot of pride. I mean, it really does. And I've lived here my entire life. I've grown up in the same house my entire life. Um, I know the city backwards. Like I can close my eyes and probably drive down the street. Like I know it that well. Um, so I love it here. And um, yeah, it was really cool to see the engagement from the Whittier community and the um, support and the love. So uh, it was awesome. I didn't imagine it, but it was it's awesome. The hardest thing to overcome, and not that it's hard. I don't think it's hard because for the most part, it's like water under the bridge for me. But you, I get a lot of negativity and a lot of hate from people. People uh, will complain to me about restaurants like I'm the owner. Um, they will. <laughs> they will. I mean, they will. They will complain to me. They'll tell me this is what went wrong. And um, usually I will respond with a private message like how you said. And I will say, you know, reach out. These are small business owners. Reach out to the owner. More than likely they're going to give you a nice response and they will let you, you know, they will they'll find a solution for you. But I'm not the person, so it's kind of hard. Um, a lot of people think like, yeah, a lot of people think I have a lot more power or control over things that I do. So a lot of people like to talk bad about me or um, what have you. But I, I just respond with, well, for the most part, I respond. But I um, I kind of like have like a tood a little bit. Like, um, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. That's who I am. Uh, I stand up for myself. If somebody wants to talk badly about me on my page, I will respond. I won't be rude to them, but I will respond. People don't think I will, but I do. Um, and I think that catches them a little bit off guard, but... Um, I always respond, and I think it's just the, the hardest thing is, like, people coming at me, like, sideways and being like, you did this, and you did that, and this post was terrible, and I'm like, sorry, you can unfollow me. It's okay, you know? So don't be afraid, like, if people are saying things bad to you, um, especially if, like, you're a business, um, like, Jen, like she said, um, you know, just respond to them in the private message, let them know, like, you know what, I'm so sorry about this, or whatever it is, and you'll find the solution for them, you're the business owner, but um, for me, I think it's just about, um, yeah, same thing, like, letting them know, and, like, just letting them know, like, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but, um, you know, just be polite about things, I guess, you know, be polite, <laughs> sometimes I'm not always so polite, <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah, um, is there anything, was there anything else there, uh, what advice would others I think do it. Honestly, if there's something that you love, like, okay, because for me, like, I love food and I love Whittier, so I mush that into one big fat Instagram. But if you love something, do it. Because if you have a fantastic idea, like I was talking to you earlier and um, you told me about your idea, do it. Do it before somebody else does. Somebody will take that idea from you and they will do it a hundred times better. So you need to like, whatever it is that you have, whatever you're passionate about, just pull forward with it. Use social media, utilize it. It is very, is a very powerful platform, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is that you're good at, learn, learn what you're not good at, but go for it, go for, go for it, make a business out of it and learn how to make it better, do research, see what other people are doing and then you use your brain, use your creative skills, find a way to make whatever it is that they're doing that you love as well, make it better and do it better and own it and, and all that. And I promise it will take you places like I said, I, I had no idea that Hungry and Whittier was going to be as big as it is now, but I walked I go to Brea Mall and people are like, you're that hungry and Whittier girl. And I'm like, that's cool because that's what I wanted. I wanted people from outside of Whittier to know what Whittier was. I wanted them to be able to think of this as a destination spot and you don't need to drive to downtown LA and you don't need to go to downtown Fullerton. And that's what I wanted. So, and it's working because I'm working really hard and posting our businesses and, and trying to help them as well. So, um, so yeah, just do it.
Like, yeah. Awesome. Do you do you have your page set up yet? Do you have your page set up yet? Good for you. Do it. It's a fantastic idea. I won't say it, but yeah, it is. When you have it done, will you take over the Instagram for us? Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, next question is for Jennifer. Big D's has had some celebrity sightings. What's the best way to attract celebrities or get them to react to your post? Um, let's see here. Celebrities are just like you and I, um, and a lot of times I'll sometimes go outside the box and I'll tag them in a picture that has nothing to do with them, and they respond or they'll like the picture, and that gets attention for me. Um, they have to eat. So um, I'll invite them. I'll invite them to my restaurant, and sometimes they come, and sometimes they'll, they always respond back, though, which is a really cool thing. And once you get your followers up, I think um, you get more recognition and more chances of them responding to you rather than, you know, if you have a, a little bit of followers. But that, it all takes time. Um, so nothing special. I, I have no magic tricks at all. Um, it's just reaching out to them and, and, and giving them an invitation. Um, that's it. Okay, thank you, Jennifer. Um, okay, so we'll do a, a rapid uh, fire. Um, for Alex, <coughs> Stephanie, Claudia, and Maddie, what programs, apps do you use for editing and posting? Uh, we'll start with, um, we'll start this end. So, Maddie. Okay, cool. So, for videos, I use Splice and I use Video Stitch. The difference between splice and video stitch is a video stitch, you can put a picture on one side and a video on the other side. So since I try to explain kinesiology a lot, I'll put the picture of kinesiology on one side and how I do the stretch on the other side. It's really cool. Splice is cool because you can edit stuff and add music, but since you can't add music to anything anymore, take your video down. I don't use that anymore. Um, and for photos, I use Snapseed. That's a really cool one. It's really easy to use. It's a, I use it for like when I want to put big letters on a, on a photo. It works really cool. So those are my main ones. Um, Snapseed and Video Stitch. I don't know what my videographer uses. That's why I hire him. Um, <laughs> I have used iMovie. Other than that, I mean, I just... Oh, I found out too. iMovie can be downloaded on your phone. So if you don't have time or a computer at home, you can sit there on your phone and just cut your video together and make it look nice and stuff, so... Give that a shot. And now phones shoot in the same quality as some really expensive cameras. And I think that's insane that you can have this in your hand and like someone else can be carrying like a $3,000 like piece of equipment, but your phone does the same exact thing. So I think that's really cool that that's happening. Um, for me, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Uh, for me, okay, so I use, I'm going to go through my list. So um, I use Visco for a lot of things. Um, I'm a wedding photographer as well, so I use Visco for everything on my actual computer um, when I'm editing photos and things like that. Um, but uh, Visco's awesome, and Afterlight as well. Afterlight is really cool. You can like throw like cool effects and stuff. Um, what Manny was saying, what was the one you said to write text on? Uh, Snapseed. Snapseed. So I use a, a one called Fonto. Um, if you want to write like. I don't know if you see some of my posts. So like the other day, I did like the um, eating challenge photo. If any of you guys saw it, and you just kind of write like big text. It has like a thousand different texts in there to use, and you can write over a photo really quick, like a oh, giveaway or uh, whatever it is that you're doing. So Fonto's a cool one as well. Um, I use. Let's see what else is on here. Um, Insta video. If you want to um, put like a white frame around your video, I like to just upload it and put it full size, like that little crop 
button where it opens it full size and it just does that. But if you like your Instagram to have like white borders on it, like with your photos, how a lot of people like white borders, you can use Insta Video. It puts a white border around a video. Um, what else do I use? Oh, Diptych. That sounds really weird to say. I'm sorry. I, I needed to say it slow. Um, yeah. So, sorry. So, um, Diptych, it like collages photos for you. Um, if I do that, I sometimes I do that. Um, what else? I use a lot. I know it's crazy. I'm like, I, I, and not all the time. I don't use it for every photo, um, but sometimes I do. So, so yeah. Okay. So Visco Afterlight. Let's move on. Um, Fonto and I know Rapid Fire. It's not that great. And Diptych. Okay, that, those are the ones I use. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank Sorry. you. No, thank you. And Claudia, what um, apps do you use? Um, I use Snapseed. I use Facetune. I use Visco. I use WordSwag. WordSwag, Word I use it for, like, um, when I have, kind of like to make flyers. I like my flyers very clean, so I use uh, WordSwag for that. And it's pretty cool because um, it, it, um, it has a lot of neat fonts on that one. And then I use Later because, okay, so I try to plan my post on Instagram. I try to um, schedule them ahead because I'm busy <laughs> with the kids. So, um, but, um, so Later does that for you. You could actually set your posts, like, I don't know, for the week or, or, um, for the day, um, especially I recommend this. Uh, so when I started the boutique, I was, I was still working full time. So obviously at work, I wasn't, I can't be on my phone. So I would pre-schedule my post and and whenever it would ring, I would just like click post and it would post. Um, so I really recommend later. However, I did discover a new way to do it without downloading an app. So if your, your phone is full, what you could do is um, go on Instagram and set up your the picture and the caption like normal, and then put it on airplane mode and click send. And what's what what's gonna happen is um, the post is gonna stay there. It's not gonna it's not gonna post, but it's gonna be kind of like like on draft mode. So when you take off the airplane mode and let's say you want to post that like the next day, you just press. Like there's like a little circle next to it. You press it and it'll it'll post. So you kind of like preset your post like that. And um, so I use I do that a lot. I preset my post. As far as uh, Snapseed, I use Snapseed to brighten up my my pictures. And then Facetune as well, clean up any anything in the background that I want to kind of take out. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Okay, we're running short on time, so we're gonna, I'm going to ask one more question, and then we're going to open it up to the audience. Um, this is for Alex. So we are loving watching the Alexander Trading Company saga unfold before our eyes. If you guys aren't watching it, please watch it. Um, you're documenting, you documenting your entrepreneurial journey is genius and very genuine. You've been very open to sharing and helping others, which is very commendable. Are you enjoying the journey, A, and B, do you think every new business needs to build up a buzz and create anticipation for their opening for their opening the way you're doing? Yes, uh, I am enjoying the journey. Um, I'm learning as I go, and I put out four episodes now. In the first episode, I openly admit that I have no idea what I'm doing. You, even now, I just for the hell of it, I Googled how to open up a store. It was just a bunch of bullshit. It, it wasn't like, no one, no one really kept it real. So I was like, well, then I'm going to do it, 
and let people in to my life and show them like what happened. So um, just to kind of spoil it, just the first episode a little bit, um, I went for a bank loan. Never done that before. So I, I was just there at the bank like, yeah, I want to open up next door, but I want, you know, X amount of money. Can you do that? Well, you have to do all this paperwork and stuff like that. And like, long story short, I didn't get it. And they just send you a letter in the mail and you're there. And I just quit my nine to five um, because I thought I was going to get it and I didn't get it. So even though I've had a lot of, I guess, bad stuff happen, I've still been able to learn, get, get back up on my feet and go for it. Um, I also think I thought it was a really cool way to kind of just build the momentum behind the store. So even though I'm not open, people that are watching it, you guys get to see everything that's happening leading up to the grand opening. Um, as far as should every business do this, build up a buzz and create anticipation for their opening? I think so. Um, I definitely went a much harder route. I wanted to create a YouTube series. I've never done YouTube until I did this. It, it, I just noticed that YouTube is popping right now. Um, people tend to rubberneck and want to see what you're doing and stuff. The same reason people watch your Snapchat or Instagram stories. So I wanted to take it up a level. So I created a YouTube series. Um, if you have the time and you really want to do it, then yeah, go for it. Do everything in your power to build your social media and push it and stuff. It's only going to help you out. And yeah, it's fun. Awesome, thank you. Okay, so we're gonna open it up to the audience. So if you have a question, anybody who has questions? Don't be shy, I guarantee if you guys uh, ask question. something, someone else is thinking question. about it. Question. <clears throat> What is it? Can you explain? No. Oh, um, okay. Well, essentially, when I worked in the social media marketing department, they always had goals, essentially, just like how she said, you can plan out your schedules of what you're going to be posting for the week. Um, so OKIs would essentially be the objective key results of what you're going to be providing content-wise. Did you guys ever apply that to your guys' platforms out of curiosity? Never even heard of it. You should be up here. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep posting until I feel like I'm getting people engaged and go from there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I plan out my posts too, but um, God, I don't know now. I'm like that. Never, never mind. <laughs> that like makes me nervous. Though. Has anybody else in the panel heard of KPIs? I never heard of that. So we all need to look that up. KPIs. <laughs> Okay, any other questions? Don't be shy. This is your time to ask questions. Yes. Um, I know in the beginning you guys had uh, said quality over quantity with your followers. Like, a lot of followers doesn't necessarily translate into engagement. But as a new, like, customer looking at your business, how do you guys... I guess legitimize your business or, or make it more appealing to someone who's like, oh, this person has 100 followers and every 100 follower is looking liking all their posts versus this one has 10,000 followers. And to me as like a customer, I say, oh, 10,000 followers, they must be more legit. You know, how do you guys kind of balance that? So, you gonna go? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> so there's a lot of people I see in my industry post 29.99. Come in for a session. Come in for a session. Come in for a session. And they have 100,000 followers, like Soothe or Massage Envy or Burke Williams or Chiropractors. But they don't talk about shit. 
So it's like you don't know what, what you're getting into. So yeah, it may look really nice on scale because you see a big number, but you don't get any value from it. So I think the way you gauge it is by how much value you're getting from your scroll. Like if you scroll 10, 15 scrolls, like, oh, cool, I just learned something in these last 15 posts. That's 10,000. This is value. Post to 100,000 is like all they're doing is selling you ads all day. That's not really cool, you know? That's what you see with a lot of people who have a lot of following. So I think look at the value that you're getting from that person. Yep. And I know you do your cotton candy business. She has a business called Twisted for Sugar. Twisted and, for um, Sugar, follow them. Yeah, she her cotton candy is awesome, and she does parties and things like that. But what I think would be cool is um, show the process, like like value, like how he said, like maybe show the process of you making the cotton candy in your home. Let people know, like this is what I do. This is where I make it, or document it at parties when you do special events, or um, give like cotton candy like 101. I mean, you know more about it than any of us in the room probably. I mean, there's probably some fun facts about it that nobody knows, and how like maybe there's like only two ingredients or like I don't know you know just let people know and like let people like you know like how, like how he said like he gives away free information he you can go on his Instagram and you can someone could become a therapist like based off the information that he gives but no one else is no but I'm saying but nobody's doing it because Whoa. he's well no well no but like but nobody but yeah. he's doing it best you know and he and you know what I'm saying so like you can show people how you do it and it's no secret because there is no secrets in business anybody can get up and do it but you do it best and you need people to like see that so that's you you bringing value like you know that's what I think and I want to add for that question I sat down with someone to help me work on the questions and for their industry they said it's more important to have a large following versus having a, a smaller engaged following. So it might be by industry too. So certain industries might, bigger followings are better for them than versus having a smaller engaged community of followers. Um, so next question. I have a question. Okay, we'll go with um, um, Eric. Do you guys scrape your posts? Like let's say you put a post and you only get like 100 likes but all your other posts get like 700 likes, you just scrape it. I do. <laughs> if it fails, because sometimes, again, our, our stuff is not as fun as some others. So if it flops and we have, and we think it's the greatest post in the world and no one else responds, then we'll take it off because the engagement is, for us is really high. So we'll, we'll keep it, but we'll just post it at a different time or another date. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll delete posts that are not performing well. I'll tell you why I don't, <clears throat> I don't delete them, because it's like a lesson. You go back and you see what's working and what's not. It's like if you delete it, it's like because oh, it's like an ego. I want the likes. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but you want like you want like 600 likes. No, it's like you can post. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, when you post your stuff, you're like, okay, that didn't work, but I'll leave that there because somebody might like it. You know, and six months later, cool. Like oh, someone liked it six months later. Cool. Leave it up. Okay, uh, we got another question. Have you guys ever uh, experimented with like giveaways and, and and those type of things? How what? How receptive was your audience to that? I do giveaways all the time. I do giveaways all the time. So I have just, I make merchandise. I have like pins with like pizza and ice cream and burritos and stuff. And I have t-shirts and um, I do giveaways all the time. And I think it's uh, a really fun way to get people engaged and to let people know that you're just, you know, like who, someone up here said you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. So, I mean, you do, you really, um, not that I'm like in the business to like making like super, like crazy money, but like, yeah, some, like for other people, if you have a product and you want people to try it and you're not sure, you know, if, um, you know, people are going to like it and you're new, I think definitely give a, give a couple things away. It doesn't hurt you. It only gets people to talk about you more and it gets people, you know, to tell their friend and word of mouth is the best, uh, especially if you're doing great and you're giving great customer service and stuff. It's the best way to get people to hear about your company. 
I did my first one four days ago, and I was like, I just need five people to enter. I got 125, so I was like, oh, cool, it worked. I, I, you know, I, I put the work behind the photo, though, so I didn't just do some random, like, blurry-ass photo. Like, I went on Photoshop. I had her edit it really nice. I did, I did everything through Photoshop just because, like, I'm a stickler for that. And I posted it. I made sure the caption was nice and short because, if you know, some captions, when they get long, you have to hit more. We're always in a rush, and even I sometimes don't read the whole caption, so I knew I want the whole caption to fit, so that as soon as they see it, they can go from there. And it, people saw it. The, it. They stopped because it was a good photo, and they liked it, and it went from there. And it, you have to just try. I mean, who knows? Go for it. And I think the funnest and easiest way to do a giveaway, because we were talking about the algorithms and how to keep it like up in the, on the post, I think the easiest thing to do would be like, the rule is to follow me and to tag a friend in this post, because the more engaging things that are happening on that photo, it's, it's more likely to pop up the next day on someone else's feed as well. So all you have to do is follow me and like or tag a friend or you know what I mean to, to enter in this giveaway. And that's giving that person a friend to tag to hear about your business. That's keeping engaging things happening on your post and that's how he got 125 and I think you have to make it like she said easy yeah. um, because I've done giveaways we did a Kylie lip, lips, lip gloss giveaway and that one worked really really good but then we did like a gift card giveaway and it didn't do as good but what I've noticed from other people doing giveaways is that <clears throat> you got to make it easy just do like something like that just maybe follow like or comment and, or tag someone, but don't make them repost. I don't yeah. think people like to repost giveaways anymore. Exactly. So you, you want to make it easy. If you're asking someone to literally screenshot or to repost this photo on their page, no, just don't do it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm a service-based business. Like sometimes people are skeptical. They'll be like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, all right, look, come on in. This is your first session. It's on me. But when you come, I want you to document what you saw today, and I want you to share about what happened. You know, so that's because I'm service. I don't know how products work because this is high work, but it works to get people in. Now they get to experience your store, your clinic, how it works. And it's like, oh, cool, I could do this, or, or maybe not, but at least they came. Yeah. Awesome. Any other giveaways? We give away houses every day. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us. No. I'm just kidding. No, the, the giveaways that we do are, are more contests, a Starbucks card. And ours are a lot different because they're all on Facebook. So we have to collect the content and then redistribute it on our plat on our page because we want people to come back and look at our stuff. So it's not like on Instagram you can do a hashtag and search for all the pictures or you know ways that I don't know how to do. But we'll ask you to email, text, message, whatever ways you can get us the picture. And when we do our Christmas tree contest, for example, we'll get people to. Um, uh, to send the picture however way they can, then we'll make it live at a certain day. And people get really competitive on for us for our, the Facebook contest because then all of a sudden they're telling everybody to go like their picture, and again they land on our page. And hopefully when they do, then they find something of value that will keep them coming back. Jen, there was a request um, from our live feed. They want to know about Big D's um, giveaways. Dang. <laughs> uh, we do giveaways. Like I said, we do the Yelp uh, free churro. Um, a lot of times we ask for your feedback during the weekend, and when you give us your feedback, um, we will give you a free michelada. And usually that tends to give us positive feedback, because <laughs> 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 our crafted micheladas are amazing. I suggest you guys, if you would kindly look and 
follow us or, or just search the, the page or come in and write a review and get your free michelada. <laughs> um, so, so giveaways work. Um, also, really quickly, um, when you purchase any of our hot dogs, they're all beef kosher. 100% um, of the donations go to um, local animal shelters. So you, I believe you have to stand for something, um, and that's what we do. So it's, it's good to also be passionate, um, but be kind, and um, give back as much as you can. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. I got, I got a question for Big G. Were you the one that created the recipes? I am the one that created the recipes. Oh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I am the one that created the recipes of uh, the shakes. I also have to um, put my hat down for my partner in Pomona. Um, he's he, a lot to do with Big D's as well. So. They said that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She, oh, they said they want to know about the Americana special. Oh. <laughs> I'm, serious. I'm serious. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we recreated the menu and um, it should be coming out next week. I'm just kidding. So your Rosie's burger is going to be at our restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Any other questions? So in the food industry, uh, the social media like Instagram versus the Yelp, um, what do you see the percentages it makes? How, because we, starting an Instagram page, you, we get a lot of feedback, but we don't know if we're getting customer base from that. Uh, you know, like Yelp, you can say check in and things like that. But how do you do versus uh, each, you know, what value does each one have? Because uh, when we, you, we're trying to revamp a biz our business, what, do, what calls more attention? What gets more interaction for people? Um, I would really suggest opening up a Yelp account for your business. It's different than a personal Yelp account because you can actually see who likes you know, or I'm sorry, not who likes, but who visits your page and who collects the free check-in. If you decide to do a free check-in, it doesn't necessarily have to be free. You could give a discount or just a drink. Um, they both carry different followings. Um, Yelp tends to be the younger crowd, and just recently now, a lot of um, older people are getting involved. Um, but Yelp is more for the foodies, kind of a... I'm kind of putting my foot in my mouth because it, I would just recommend both. Um, it's hard to, to actually tell. I, I could just give you a recommendation. Um, maybe do like a special on Instagram and keep something different on Yelp and then just kind of balance it off that way. Um, but I think Yelp is great. And if you own a restaurant, um, you know, you contact uh, Yelp or I could actually give you my contact and they can help you. Um, and it just works. It works. I would definitely say start with Yelp. If your Instagram's not so big yet, um, don't 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 be sad. It'll happen. <laughs> I like what she said too, like about using both. Run a different special on each one, so when people come in for it, you know which um, which platform is working better for you. Is Yelp pulling in more people for you, or is your Instagram doing better? Do two two separate things because when people come in and say, oh. I I heard about the free taco, or I heard about the free burrito, one's on Yelp and one's on Instagram, and you know which one's working better. Keep a tally. Just, you know, and, you know, I think so. I think that's yeah. 
Yeah, and even as a service-based business, right, we get calls, and we always want to know where the people come in. So for a restaurant or even just when I get a call and someone says, you know, I found you here or they just called us and we didn't ask, we always make it an effort to say, where did you hear about us? And so I think that goes a long way, and we have a little little check thing, the old school, where we say, okay, one from here, one from there when we get calls. And so we know where our money is better used. These are our um, owners of El Taco Sabroso. So you guys can follow them on Instagram. Um, somebody asked on live, um, is it worth advertising on Instagram? But we talked about that earlier, and I guess it depends on industry, right? Yeah. And how consistent you are probably. So we'll say yes, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it looks like they're... Facebook, right? Am I, yeah. am I right? You can do Instagram ads by themselves now. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay, okay, great. Um, okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need it. Okay. <laughs> First of all, thank you to all of the panelists for hosting this. You guys are great. I think I'm picking up a lot of things, but just looking back at your own journey when you first, everyone started, what was like the turning point point of getting your business or following to the next level and what was something that you could change if you could go back in time? That's one of our questions. Yeah, that's one of our questions. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. What would you do if you were to do it over? back at your own journey, like, yeah. what would you do differently? That's really hard to say because when I first started Instagram, it's not at the scale it was today. So I couldn't post the stuff I wanted to post. I couldn't. I didn't have a minute. You had 15 seconds when videos first came out. You can't say anything in 15 seconds, right? And prior to that, it was only pictures, and some people don't like pictures, you know? So I would say that I knew this was coming, but I, I couldn't have changed that. I just knew I kept posting stuff, so I wouldn't have changed anything. I probably would have posted more. Yeah, I would have just posted more. I um, would say. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, I thought we were going down the road. Oh, sorry. Oh. sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, I wish I jumped on all my social media stuff. I mean, I'm just going from like businesses like back in the years. I wish I jumped on all the social media platforms faster. Mm -hmm. There was a time and point, and I think everyone here where I said I'll never have a Facebook or I'm never gonna have an Instagram. Like I'm old school. I do it like this, <laughs> and now everybody raised their hand. Everybody has Instagrams and Facebooks now. So I, I guess I would just jump on it faster and not be afraid to go for it. Like I suck at talking to the camera. Like so when I'm trying to Snapchat. I'm like, man, I, I sound like a jabroni right now. Like, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. That's all. I mean, yeah, me too. So even to this day, like, it's super hard for me. Like, I really want to get into the YouTube game, and um, I see how it's taken off for a lot of people. YouTube is incredible, you guys. Like, I am, like, stuck to – when I'm not on Instagram, I'm on YouTube watching people that I love to just watch their lives. And, like, what are they doing? They're do Like, I'm just, like – I'm so fascinated by just, like, what people do in their everyday lives. And um, I tried to do that, and then I kind of fell off, and now I kind of want to get back. So I really wish I did just stay – stick to it. And it's hard to stick to all the – so like all the um, social medias, like how she said, like to make your post on Instagram, then go and then do it again on Snapchat and then go and then type it out on Twitter. It's hard, but I wish I would have stuck to it and did it. And I feel like it would be a lot better for me and I'm going to try that. So I think that's, I think everybody should just make the attempt and just like work towards doing it on all, all platforms, you know? Oh, no, I was going to say the same thing. 
Um, I wish I would have jumped on Instagram when it first started and not fight the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our honorary uh, panelist on, who's live right now says, change nothing because every step is a growing step. It's true, though. Yeah, because then you learn from your mistakes. Okay, and then we'll take, um, do you guys want oh, Remo or Jen? Yeah. Okay, we'll take one more question, because we're getting the... Yeah, this is from the dinosaur in the room. Um, <laughs> I, you know, every time I turn around, there's something new that I haven't heard about. How do you guys keep up on the latest platforms, and what do you foresee coming in the future? That's a good question, because I'll tell you what, when I was a, first a salesman, when I was 18, 19, I was going door to door. I used to knock and sell stuff. We don't do that anymore. I, I'm 32. This is not for my game. I just had to keep adapting and adapting. I didn't like Snapchat, but I did it for a while. It's like you just got to keep doing it. You got to be. You got to be down with it. We're, we're all going to change. You got if you want to. If you want to stay on top of your game, it just it's just a different platform. We're just changing platforms. That's all it is. Because like, who would have thought years ago when I was in real estate with my uncle that I go door to door knocking, sweating in summer days that you could just post a, bit, a picture now and just not have to go anywhere. So I would say just keep just keep on it. it seems like every time I turn around, there's something new that I yeah. haven't heard about. And yeah. I feel <laughs> well, you, have to, you, you don't have to feel like an idiot. Yeah, don't feel take, take a drink and then do it again. That's <laughs> <laughs> like 32. Yeah. An another um, older gentleman online says, "Oh man, so true. Yes, it is." So he said, "Thank you." <laughs> Thanks for good you have to be willing to be vulnerable. You know, like my my sister had to teach me how to get an app. All that stuff. Like, I didn't know how to use it. And so you just have to ask questions and be cool with, like, you're no longer on top of your game with the new platforms. You have to learn from the new generation. And let, it, let them teach us. You know? Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. <laughs> oh, we, um, our honorary panelist says you should hire a student to intern and show you. I think non-paid intern. I think a practical way of just knowing what's trending is you go to the Apple Store and you look at free apps and look at the top 25 apps and you know watch them once a week and see how they move. And if if apps are building their way up from being number 100 all the way to number 25, then obviously that's where the eyeballs are. And I, I think that's really important is knowing where with all of this, the followings and, and so forth, it, it's controlling the herd, right? And then each of us are business owners. It's it's controlling the herd to be able to, you know, at one point sell something. And that's just being, you know, transparent. So the, the, you got to know where the herd is at and you have to be able to, to manage them. So um, that's one way. Just look on iTunes and see what's, what's moving up, what's moving down. And honestly, I know I don't use Snapchat that often, but I hear a lot of crazy things about it, and he uses Snapchat, like, religiously now, and Snapchat is insane. Like, so you can see a picture, and you can click the photo, and it will take you now to their website, or you can hit, like, the photo, and it will, you can buy it on Snapchat. You can literally just be looking at something on Snapchat, you see a shirt that someone's snapping from, like, a clothing boutique or whatever, you can click it, and you can buy it right then and there. So I think that's the future for Instagram. I think, I'm assuming that's what's going to be happening, because Instagram, the, the stories that are happening now for the um, uh, verified accounts, you can um, swipe down or swipe up, swipe up, and it will take you straight to their website, but we, we can't use it yet because we're not verified. But I'm assuming it's going to happen for everybody. So it's going to be a lot easier for people to take a picture of your flowers, swipe down to go to my website, you know, take a picture, you know, whatever it is. So um, I think that's what's going to be the future for social media, I think. Yeah. And lastly, if you want to learn, you could come down to my clinic and we'll spend two hours on it. 
He will. You yeah, can call we'll, me we'll, we'll, we'll go over it. Yeah, we'll do a little think tank. We'll go over it. We'll make it happen. That's the thing yep. too. There's there's no secrets. I've yep. I've ran to business owners like, yo, how do you do that? Like, oh, that's my secret. Like, there's yeah. no secrets. Everybody in here has a completely different business, and even if it is in the same market, every single business is different. So everybody in here, if you know something, tell somebody, yeah. help somebody. Yeah. We're all here to succeed together and stuff. Because it helps our city, and then we all can grow and succeed together. They will, they will help you. That's why I asked each and every one of them because they've all been extremely open um, to sharing with me personally. So they're open. They'll help you. Manny will sit, Manny's come to my office and sit down with me, help me. Alex, everyone here has has helped me. Um, so we ran a little bit over schedule because everyone. This is so good. No, <laughs> it was so good. Um, so follow all of them. Reach out to them, please. And everyone here, if you own a business, follow each other. Uh, reach out to each other. Help each other. Um, thank you for coming tonight, and thank you for supporting the museum. Yeah.